Hello, and welcome to Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is a storytelling game radio show featuring guests from the New York City Hive and beyond with theme music by Jasula. I am your co-host, Aaron. And I'm Brianna. And today, what do you know it? We're doing more Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) (laughs) And it's actually just about the three-year anniversary for Gameplay Radio. Oh my god, if Gameplay Radio was a child, it would be in preschool right now. It would. Would it? How old are kids? I don't know. I don't but... know either. <laughs> well, Gameplay Radio would at least be able to speak. And maybe walk. Aaron, how do you and feel run. about your walking, speaking podcast? It... <laughs> your running, walking, <laughs> speaking podcast. Oh my god, the nightmare. Um, pretty good about it. I th- I'm, you know, I'm fairly proud of myself for making it this far. Did you think you'd get three years? No, I guess I didn't. I just, <laughs> I feel like for me, as soon as I start a project, I always just kind of assume it is going to be this way forever. Like it just kind of, I just kind College of assume. must have been hell for you. <laughs> You know, it had its ups and its downs, but... I'll do um, this one project till I die. It's like, oh, I can graduate now. I'm free. Basically. It's like, it isn't over until it's like officially over for Mm -hmm. me. And I think that's kind of how I felt about a lot of gameplay radio where I've, I mean, but also I've just like loved doing all of this and learning Mm -hmm. about so many different types of games and also getting to play and meet so many fantastic people. It's been such a happy place for me over the past couple of years that it's easy for me to be like yeah of course this is always going to be here (laughs) so how do you feel to be part of an anniversary this is your first official one i suppose it is i feel old um (laughs) but it's been funny because i remember i was on i think your first season if we're calling it that Mm -hmm. um in the studio like for i'm like oh i get to use a mic for the first time and now it's like hi i'm you hear me every week buddies But it's been interesting to watch how this show has like really grown because I remember in the beginning you started I well in the earlier episodes you did a few D and D episodes. So it's funny that you had like D and D and then just truly into some of the most batshit games I've ever seen. Like I mean the one I started with was Bear Fighter, right? Um, with Agent Bob and his very cool coat and his Sailor Moon headset. I don't know, fantastic. (laughs) But yeah, to see like it funnily enough go full circle it's like hey let's do D again on its anniversary it seems so touching it is a little touching i'm getting a little emotional about it can you believe it mm-hmm. <laughs> you should you put like three years into this two of which you've been we've been in a pandemic it's true it's so much work and i think i think this show got me through a lot of the pandemic too because it was a true opportunity mm-hmm. to focus on something and communicate with yeah. other people even while being inside quarantining away from other people to still find a way to tell stories with other people was really mm-hmm. something special too. So I just like it. Well, congratulations, Aaron. You've yeah. done some incredible work on this. Thank you. Silly little show that I, me and my character's intelligence just bring down so hard. <laughs> oh, I was about to say congratulations to you too. You've also been doing so much, you know, work for gameplay radio and for the show you've been here for. Has it been six months more at this point? Uh, I think we're at seven. Seven months. That's a long time. A long time. What do you think you've um you've taken away from gameplay radio in the time you've been co-hosting here? 
Um, so I don't know if I mentioned I'm a writer, but in a, in a writing situation, which is so different than like writing for TV or writing for movies where generally you have like a co-writer, you're working with like a, a writing team when you're like a, a book writer and most of the time you're by yourself. So like all the situations are you, all of everything is you. And in the beginning, whoo boy, like giving up that storytelling um, and just kind of reacting and like being in the situation was not easy. And I think I messed it up a lot where it would be like, and then he'd go here and then this guy would do this. And it's like, oh, it's, it's not you. You're reacting. The the DM has to like figure out what that guy is doing or like if that guy is reacting like that. You can't control the characters on the board. Sure. Unless it's like a GMless game. Yeah. But it's it's definitely that was the hardest part was being like, OK, that's not your control. You're playing it. Stop trying to own it. But it's been fun to kind of like give up the story and like not know where it's going. Improv. Collaborative storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> I can do improv, but like improv doesn't last hours unless you're in a really interesting That's funny. Improv. I feel so much more comfortable doing this than I do doing any other kind of improv. Elaborate, Aaron. I think it's the content, really. Like tabletop role playing games are storytelling versus like when I think of improv, I usually think of like it's people trying to get really quick laughs from like very immediate prompts and people can get it wrong so often. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I feel like tabletop games, they're a place to tell stories, but also to try things out and not always get it exactly right. You know what I mean? Because you're because you're mm -hmm. building it with someone else versus with improv. It's very like two people like you're building a story with someone else. Some oftentimes in improv, but it, there's less to build. So there's less mm -hmm. to stand on if you don't do as yeah. well. And also in improv, you don't have a fucking 20 sided dice. That's like I have this great idea and then you roll it and it's like, remember how you're stupid? You're stupid. And your entire idea just goes straight to hell like. You just yes and it and keep moving. That's true. It's a little bit of a gambling game for nerds. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's fun. And it's been fun to watch you GM slash DM so many different games within the past uh, seven months. Thank you. And it's been very cool to see you learn about playing all of these mini games, too, and really dive in figuring this out. So thank you. And I guess on that note, I guess we should do that very thing, huh? We still have a lot to resolve with your baby. We do. But Aaron, do you know what we should do first before we give our fun listeners the recap as to how stupid he is? What should we be doing? Fleeing into the night. Well, before that, on-air reads. Okay, I think we can do some on-air reads. <laughs> Radio Free Brooklyn is proud to present four amazing bands at an outstanding local venue for an evening of rock and music. Join us on Friday, May 20th at 7.30 p.m. for a night with 7th grade girl fight, dirt bikes, barrettes, and Castle Black at none other than Ridgewood's own Bar Frida at 801 Seneca Avenue. Tickets are $10 and can be purchased at the venue. Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Every dollar helps us to stay on the air and allows us to continue our work in the community. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so all contributions are tax deductible. Please support with a monthly pledge or a one-time donation at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate.
If you're an Amazon shopper and would like to donate in a way that costs nothing to you, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash Amazon and register RFB as your Amazon Smile charity. Every time you shop, a portion of your purchase benefits Radio Free Brooklyn. Make sure to also subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming Radio Free Brooklyn events. You can sign up for that at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. Okay. Brianna, do you want to do a little recap or shall I? I'll do my best. So my character, Aray Greylock, is a monk, level five, and he is a tiefling. He came from the small town of Haston, where he was doing great tasks for his mother. And then uh, someone, Jekka, a dwarf who was selling potions, was like, yo, do you want to like get out of here and like maybe do some sus stuff with at the cooler town up away from us called Soretto. It's a bigger city by the water. And the, the cooler thing is that the within Soretto, they are creating weapons that have magic in them. The weapons are created by someone named Jasper Kentwood. However, within Soretto, they're having a celebration. So you can go into all the important people's homes in Soretto and like, you know, see their art and talk to them. Exactly what you want to do with politicians. Question mark. So my sweet boy, Arai, gets himself a bitchin' outfit, uh, gets into one of the houses uh, with Jasper, and he manages to look around, see some really cool stuff, uh, talks to Jasper, fanboys a bit, realizes he uh, gave up the ghost and said the wrong place where he should not have said where he was going, and then when he tried to do a sneaky sneak out, gets caught by the guards. So as he attempts to break into a door that might have all the information, he meets a friend, Fitz, and uh, sends Fitz off to his doom because they're both wearing cloaks and uh, my sweet boy had one track mine. So as he breaks into the door, uh, finds the secret area, he gets immediately arrested, handcuffed, and then told to climb down a ladder. So they go down there, they find the secret information. Two very buff, tall ladies, but he headbutts one and knocks her out cold. Then he meets up with Fitz and they're like, oh shoot, we gotta go. And he runs into there's weapons in cages and so he punches one and gets a secret magical gun that's going over here like blood blood but my sweet boy he already had some bread that Fitz brought him he's like nah I'm not hungry thank you so he goes into <laughs> the fiery room that has all the information he remembers that Jekka is like either give me the shit or burn it and he's like to the fire and he throws everything in the fire but the desk because he can't lift it uh, and then he's a bit deciding if he should sneak back into the party through the weapons room and that I think is where we left off <laughs> Yeah, that about does it. Uh, you were trying to find a way back out uh, and you found yourself um, yeah, in the fireplace of a room where there were some very impressive like collectible weapons on display. Uh, the party is still raging in this house. So there are a lot of regular people of the public in this room and guards standing around over guests as they look at all the weapons and go, ooh, ah, and like definitely standing closer to ones who ask if they can like hold the weapon, stuff like that. So that's kind of what you are peeking in on from the fireplace here. Fitz is behind you on the stairs. What would you like to do? So um, my sweet boy, does he look like dusty and dirty or does he look like pretty okay for someone who's like been in a fight? How much have you been paying attention to that while you've been running about? Um, he's been really doing his best to keep his cape not dirty, but like he, his hands were tied up behind him and his cape was on the ground. Let, you know, let's let's leave this to a dice roll. Make a general dexterity check here. Fuck you. <laughs> I got a natural 20 plus three, bitches. No way. I look flawless. You have been doing the most. <laughs> This is the nicest, this is like one of the nicest outfits you've ever gotten. It was free, given to you by Jekka, the dwarf woman who asked you to go here. There was no way you were going to get this thing dirty no matter what you did. 
this is a waste of a this, natural 20. <laughs> flawless. <laughs> Fine. I'm I'm gonna pop out of the fireplace as stealthily as I can, and if it's stealth if it's not stealthy, he has a routine prepared for this. Okay, great. Make a stealth check for me. This is when I'm gonna get like a one. Um, oh, okay. I got a seventeen. You try to slip outside, um, and you manage to get out of the uh fireplace without anyone seeing you. Um, mm -hmm. let's see how Fitz does. Oh, come on, Fitz. Fitz gets a natural 20. Fitz is no, like, you, you're not even sure where Fitz is right now. Um, <laughs> uh, like, it sits behind it you. You don't know. But you're, like, climbing out all sneak-alike, and you get outside, and then you look up, and there is a guard <laughs> looking directly at you. <laughs> I'm sorry, did I not roll 17 for stealth? Hi. You rolled a 17 for stealth, but I rolled a perception. Oh. And uh, I was just a little bit higher than you. Arise, I'm like, hey, how's it going? You, do, you doing the, well? What the you fuck? Some food? What, where the fuck did you come from? Has your family told you about the birds and the bees? I mean, so it's maybe a little different in my hometown, but where I came from, my, my mother and my father loved each other very much. And oh, my so, God. Um, uh, don't let me keep doing this, Aaron. <laughs> and the entire time as he's talking, he's trying to, like, wiggle his... He's just like... like anyway, he's, like, moving himself closer <laughs> to some of the weapons on the wall. <laughs> yeah, the guard is moving closer, being, like, moving closer. Uh, has, like, a hands, like, on the sheath at their side and mm -hmm. uh is going did you just climb at, like climb down the chimney to get here you know what you caught me i am santa and then he's gonna like shoot fantasy santa and then he's gonna shoot the gun <laughs> into like his leg <laughs> holy shit okay we're, <laughs> we're going in with a gun okay um well, i mean what else am i gonna do keep lying <laughs> Make okay. I've pulled up some uh, stats for you here. Make an attack with a dex weapon. Okay, a twenty-five. <laughs> Again, it's not a nat twenty. <laughs> I mean, still good. Uh, what does it say to add to your dart usually? One d four plus three. Okay. Um. So here's the thing: is that I would have you do the plus three, but I don't know if you've ever shot a gun before, so. Roll 1d10 for me. Okay. It's a nine. You do nine points of damage to this guard. And he goes, oh, oh. I'm so sorry. They go, oh, my leg. Immediately collapses on the floor. Not unconscious, but in a lot, a lot of pain. And the uh, the gun in your hands, uh, you hear a voice in your head that goes, yes, yes, yes. And I'm just like, man, shut up. And so, like, I'm assuming there's chaos, but I'm not going to take it. Yes. But... Yeah, no, it's, as soon as you shoot the gun, all of the public, people in public start screaming and running. And the guard, the other, like, three guards in the room immediately turn and start running towards you. Okay. I'm closer to the spear on the wall, right? Um. Because I want to grab that spear. Okay, the one with the chain? Yeah. The, the, what, the, the, the what, I can't remember what we called it. I don't like, remember what we called it. Chainy no. spear. The chain sphere, it was literally called the chain sphere. Yes, you're actually right. <laughs> it was so simple. We could not remember. The chain yes, spear. I want to grab chain spear. The sphere. chain of spearing. <laughs> oh, God. The spear with of chaining. With a gun blade with no blade. <laughs> yeah. You take that off the wall. Fitz, who is like 
hiding like ducks under like some furniture uh, from that Nat 20 stealth is like, so so I guess we're fighting. <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, okay. And the gun still in your hand goes blood, blood, blood. Roll initiative for me, please. Uh, 18. I have to make a couple of rolls here. Alrighty. Great. It is done. First is your turn. I want to just give you this information before before you get into it, where uh, as you're doing gun. this, uh, the gun at your side, you start to feel this like kind of pulsing sensation. Um, and you get the sense that this gun does more than just shoot projectiles. And uh-huh. out of like out of game, like this is meta information about mm-hmm. the gun twice a day. This gun can also, when it shoots, cast a spell called Toll of the Dead. Oh, wait. I'm also a way of the death monk. Yeah. So it can cast Toll of the Dead, which is like a necromantic spell uh, about like about like the bell sounds. So it will do necromantic damage along with the gunshot twice okay. per day. Okay. And it does it when I ask it to. Yes, you would have to activate okay. it. So in terms of fighting, how close to my demise is the dude that I shot in the leg? Very, very close. Okay. So then how also, how strong are the other people around me? Um, like they're, they're, there's two there's two or three other people and they're pretty big dudes, right? There's three other guards in this space. All of them seem to have standard short swords that they're pulling out here. They seem to be skilled at their job but they they're not like they don't seem like the same kind of uh they don't seem like on the same level as like the women who were keeping you captive like a moment before um ooh, is my is my sweet boy a sweet boy what does that mean um i want to kill someone i think um, so I have way of the long death and starting at okay. uh, third level, I can extract vitality from another creature as it nears its demise. When I reduce a creature within five feet to zero hit points, I gain temporary hit points equal to my wisdom modifier plus okay. your monk level. I want to use that. I just don't know how to use that. If you said he's as close to death as you think he is, I just want to like zap it and then go to the other three. Vaguely out of character for my sweet boy. But also, he's just been almost tortured. He has. But also, the question is, like, if your uh, tiefling is a monk out as the way of, what, you said death, right? Way of uh, long death, yeah. Way of the long death. What does death mean to Arai? Hmm. It's a way to understand, more importantly, how one can thrive in life. Being able to understand the pain, the suffering sometimes even peaceful nature of it because death and living go hand in hand. And so he, I believe, is not the person like the player character who would have picked this because it's like, aha, murder. But it's more like he wants to understand the vitality of life even more. To quote Kingdom Hearts. To like understand, like you have to still understand the darkness. So you have to like, those two are very close in pairing. So he wanted to learn more about death so he could like fully experience life gotcha okay cool so when you kill someone within five feet of you you automatically gain temporary hit points equal to five plus your wisdom modifier okay so it'd be five plus my wisdom modifier yes once you kill him so you still need to kill him 
Okay. Mm, I'll just use the spear. And I have two attacks. So I'm going to do the spear and the gun. Okay. So one attack will be the spear, one attack will be the gun, and then I'll figure out what I'll do for my bonus action once I do it. Okay, who are you aiming at? I'm aiming the first attack for uh, the leg dude because he's already down. Uh, I think you have a spear on your character sheet, so just roll like that. Yeah, I just did that. That's why I grabbed the spear. Cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I did a 16. Yeah, 16 hits. Okay. Uh, nine damage. Yeah, that's that guard is now down. And so, uh, Arai, normally very goofy, talking about like, uh, health benefits and, you know, you did need, uh, you did need your, uh. Uh, your your benefits from work uh gets very uh momentarily serious and is like sorry dude and then just like stabs him in the chest because he's like i got a mission here and i i y'all tried to fucking kill me and then as he does it he'll do as i mentioned earlier the touch of death and we'll just kind of suck those points out okay um from him you so get, uh, get hit temporary hit points equal to your wisdom modifier plus your monk level so nine nine um so then <laughs> That's one thing. Um, the other two people are still running up, right? The other three, yes. The other three, okay. Um, so I'm going to use the gun on one of them, the okay. closest one. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and aim. Okay. Uh, 18. That'll hit. <laughs> I was like, a zero. And then I was like, oh, wait, it says a 10. Okay, <laughs> well. 10 <laughs> points of damage you aim uh at this guy's like stomach and he and uh he like it hurts a lot he is still up but just yeah. just barely okay and then i have a bonus action uh i don't think i could do any of them physically because i have um flurry of blows or an unarmed strike but none of them are close enough to me right no i don't think i can do anything else um is there defend like in a, a Final Fantasy game? I don't think as a bonus action you can take the action to dodge. Then I think that's my I think that's my turn. Okay. Uh next up is Fitz. <laughs> oh sweet boy. Fitz is going to be like, oh wow, this seems really hairy. Uh and he's going to stay where he is. And you see a dagger blink out from where he's hiding like an 18 plus 5 to hit so that definitely hits and because he's hidden right now he gets sneak attack damage mm -hmm. um so he gets plus 2d6 to this uh roll here plus okay, so it's 1d4 plus 3 plus 2d6 so let's see 6 plus 8 is 14 i think so <laughs> 14 points of piercing damage to one of the guards running at you and that guard goes down immediately is it the guard that I hit or is it no, just another different one? one? Okay, okay, wow. Okay. And then he says, uh, I'm gonna need to get that back. <laughs> you hear a little voice from behind. That's why you don't throw shit. <laughs> but I was hidden from back here. But yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get back. Use my bonus action. No, I'm just kidding. I'll... <laughs> Actually, yeah, he saw his movement. So he gets up, runs, <laughs> pulls the dagger back out and runs back away uh towards you and goes hey so are we going to like so are we fighting everyone or are we getting what is the plan here i think i think we're getting out of here um he says like he just killed someone and sucked their soul <laughs> um so like my sweet boy is very serious right now he's like yeah see if you can grab one of the weapons on the wall uh oh, cool. especially any of the ones that look 
a little older than the rest, and I think we need to get out of here as soon as we can. Fuck, we fucking can. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll try to do that. Yeah, and I'll, I think he's gonna do that on his next turn. Uh, next There's up, a guard running at us as we're talking. <laughs> there are. There are in fact uh, two guards right now who are gonna run at you. One of them has their short sword out and is gonna take a swing at you. <laughs> Nine to hit, and he's gonna miss. Yep. And uh, the other one, who's barely hanging on after you shot him, is going to try to swing at you still. Just kind of like, It'd be funny if he hits. And also rolls a nine somehow. So they both miss you. And uh, Arai's just like, to the guy he shot, he's like, sorry, dude. Sorry about your friend. Well, like, gun and spear already. Yeah, I mean, it's your turn next, Arai. I want to spear the dude that is almost dead. Okay. Um... Uh, I got a 15. Yeah, uh, that misses, actually. Misses, okay. Yeah. So then, uh, so he goes to spear him, <laughs> and I think, like, because he's not, he's using, like, the spear in his left hand and, like, mm. the so- gun in his right, mm. um, because he's like, I'd rather not fuck up a gun. Yeah. Um, and I think that he went, to, he goes to hit him, and he kind of, like, swings in sideways, so he's gonna be like, fuck, and then he's gonna go in with the sword. <laughs> the sword, the, the gun. Natural 20, baby! Plus 20. 6! Fuck okay. you! <laughs> okay. I should have uh, gone for the other guy. So you shoot uh, this into him and he dies. And uh, as he does so... Um, Wait, do you need my do you need my points? Because I rolled a 9. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he had one point. He had one hit point left. God damn um, it, I should have gone the other guy. Yeah, and uh, he... But as he dies, like the gun... The gunshot wound enters into his chest... And then you see you you see like what looks like a um like a kind of smoky like energy kind of cave in like kind of mm-hmm. pull off of this guy's skin and go like cave in towards the bullet that is in his body and mm-hmm. uh like like suck in somewhere and then that's it. And arise momentarily like his seriousness is like, ooh, oh fuck, what, what am I doing? He like looks at the gun in his hand. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> but I still have a bonus action, motherfucker. <laughs> and you are closer to me now. So what do you like? What do I'm you gonna do an unarmed strike. <laughs> and oh, you are very armed right now. <laughs> I'm dropping a spear. You are, you are very armed right now, and I admit that dual wielding isn't usually something that people allow at fifth level but i'm letting it happen <laughs> so i don't can think I do, you can do an unarmed strike unfortunately can I do a melee attack? <laughs> no <laughs> listeners she let me dual wield as though i was roxas it's great um i don't dual think i can do it it's fucking great <laughs> and the fact that they don't have many rules for letting it happen i know is probably because dual wielding is so op but I don't care. I love it, and I will make let it happen anytime people want it to happen. Okay, that's my opinion as a dungeon master. You can't use an unarmed but... strike. How rude. Um, yeah, I have nothing else. Then I'm too powerful. <laughs> you are too powerful with your gun and your re- <laughs> and your spear that will return to my you. Chain yes. spear. You're good for now. Next up is Fitz's turn, and Fitz is going to take his turn to take uh, him out climb on top of the display cases to reach a cool weapon up top uh, and does decently well doing so but uh, is not going to be able to get up there before like enough that he can have like 
a turn per se, uh, but he is going to grab what looks like a simple rapier. Ooh, okay. Uh, and Fitz is like, there's something cool about this. Okay, get back down and help me then. Next up, quickly striding in from the other room. Come on. Jasper Kentwood. Okay, this is. I'm doing this then. Pulling out what looks like a very impressive, long, like, cutlass-like sword. And, uh, basically saying, uh, Now I don't know who you are, but this is a public event, and you will cease immediately. Are you gonna make me climb down a ladder with my hands behind my back again? Um, <laughs> is it his turn or my turn? Uh, it's his turn, and he is okay, going okay. to, uh, run towards you with his sword out, and he's going to try to swing at you. Does a 17 hit? It's 17, yeah. Okay, so that hits. Uh, so that is going to be... So 11 points of, of damage, plus... Jesus Christ, man. Make a constitution saving throw. Uh, 11. Okay, you just make it. As the sword uh, slices at you, uh, you feel this kind of almost vibrating, like numbing kind of a cold as it passes through. But uh, oh, whatever shit. whatever it was going to do seems to have not done it. Okay, okay. Uh, next up is the guards. Come on, man. I thought you were dead. <laughs> uh, there is, uh, let's see, I think one guard left. Yeah, the one I didn't fucking hit. Right. Who's going to run up and try to swing at uh, Fitz, actually. And hits. Ooh, Fitz. Yeah. Two points of damage. Oh, Not okay, Fitz. Okay. Fitz is like, ow. <laughs> okay, now it's your turn. Okay, so fuck this guy. I'm very tired of dealing with him. And I'm assuming that I'm only going to have one fight. Maybe, maybe two. But you know what? Fuck it. So I'm going to do Hellish Rebuke. Um, the uh, And then for reference, uh, I point my finger in the creature that is damaged is momentarily surrounded by Hellish Flames. Creature must make a dexterity saving throw. It takes 2d10 fire damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. Uh, and then the DC, it looks like it's 13. Okay. <laughs> he failed. <laughs> okay. So then... I rolled a 19. 19 points of damage? Yeah. Okay. Youch. Uh, okay, what does it look like? Uh, my sweet boy arrives, just like, oh shit, this is this is getting bad. So he kind of like puts this this the gun where he had had it, slash leans the um spear against his side. He reaches his right hand out, two fingers up, kind of in the Disney point um, mm -hmm. <laughs> and points his fingers to him uh, and it just kind of like this flames just erupt out of him uh, blue it, like more blue and white than like the red and orange and they just circle my good old Jasper buddy and just uh, is it all creatures? No I'm aiming for him anyway mm -hmm. um, and so it just circles him completely uh, and then like from feet on or from head down to his feet just kind of like burns him straight down. Yep he definitely goes as it happens um as and, you would 
the as the flames flicker away, he has uh, this uh, ferocity and anger in his eyes that you had not seen before. Maybe if you had untied my hands to come down the ladder, I wouldn't have to fucking burn you. That you was will one- not threaten the city this way. I don't even know. I've, never, I've only been here once, man. Um, so is a spell one attack? Uh, that spell yeah. is a reaction, technically, actually. <laughs> so we can one attack, right? <laughs> so here, here's here's what here's what I say. Okay, we'll we'll go back. We'll say that this happened. We'll let it happen. Mm-hmm, okay. But because mm-hmm. this is a reaction, we can say that you used your reaction when he attacked you the first time. Okay. Okay. Sound good? So you yeah. still have your full turn. Okay. Uh, I will not attack this city. Buddy, I'm never coming back to this city. Your tourism sucks. So then he attacks with his spear. Okay. And he gets a uh, 16. That misses. Okay. But he's like, fuck. Uh, he goes to hit with the spear. The spear was leaning up against him. And he should have like, like fuck, mm-hmm. God damn it. So then he's like, okay, you know what, buddy? I don't know what the fuck is up with your gun. And he goes to shoot him. And he shoots him with a 19. That hits. Uh, so then an eight. An eight? Got it. Okay, he's still up, but it hurts. <laughs> uh, wait, okay, so that was two. Yeah. Is, oh, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm too powerful. I can't punch people in melee. So Arai just kind of grits under his teeth and holds the gun closer. Uh, he can still hear, like, the blood in the background. But he's like, yeah. shut up. I'm blood, focusing. Blood. Blood. Shut up. You're getting some. Jesus Christ. Uh, as you argue this uh, while pointing this gun at Jasper, who's very close to you at this point, he, ah! he, he can't hear it necessarily, but he looks mm-hmm. at you and he's like, having a bit of trouble there, aren't you? Not as much trouble as I would climbing down a ladder with my hands behind my back. Might have been better if you did. Um... And now it's going to be Fitz's turn. <laughs> Fitz is like, wow, this is a this is a really cool rapier. Let's see how this works. And he's going to go and um, be like, OK, well, it looks like the bad guy is uh, this one over here. Uh, but uh, oh, there's this guy over here who's still up. Hit and the he's one gonna... who's not attacking me. Yeah, he's gonna go to the to the guard over here and go, ha ha! And he's going to try to attack with the uh, with the rapier he has right here. Uh, he misses. Fits. <laughs> he kind of goes for a ha ha, and he goes, sorry, I'm usually used to you know sneaky attacks. This is this is more than I usually do. Uh, but he goes meh. And that's his that's his turn. And now it's Jasper's turn. Jasper ah. is going to um Yeah, Jasper is going to try to attack you again with his sword. Does an 18 hit you? Yes, it does. It does, okay. That's six points of damage and make another constitution saving throw for me. 17. Okay, you continue to succeed. You feel that kind of stinging sensation from the blade again, um, but you manage to resist whatever it is it's doing. Uh, you see that Jasper looks like he's getting very frustrated. Me too, buddy, me too. <laughs> uh, all right, next up is the guard's turn, the final remaining guard. And, uh, you know, 
Fitz is right there, so he's going to attack Fitz. That's going to just hit. Fitzy! Uh, so that is going to be five points of damage to Fitz. You see Fitz go, ow! Uh, and he is not looking great. Oh no, Fitz has lower health than me! He does. Okay, okay, so <laughs> Fitz my turn? is struggling. Um, but yeah, now it's your turn. Who's looking worse for where? Uh, uh, Jasper or Guardman? This one guard has been avoiding basically every hit. This this is the guard that's that is like. How bad does Jasper look? Jasper looks not great, but not okay. on the brink of death. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna just gonna concentrate. I'm gonna shoot Jasper again. Okay. I got twenty. Uh, that hits. Uh, six. Okay, six points of damage. It hurts him. Okay. So, uh, I pulls out the gun and just, he's like, he's being quippy, but he's tired now. He's like, this sucks. This sucks. I could actually die. Oh, fuck. And like, Fitzy wasn't, you know, he was cool back at home, whatever. So he shoots Jas uh, Jasper in the arm. Um, and then he's going to go in with his second spear attack, which I don't know why the sweep was. Like, he just keeps switching arms, but like, whatever. <laughs> Uh, 19. Uh, that hits. Okay. 12. 12 points of damage? Yeah. How do you want to uh, finish off Jasper Kentwood? So, <clears throat> um, so like he just shot him in the arm and then um, he, he's, he's used the spear enough that like he can like pretty maneuver. He's not ambidextrous, but like he's used it enough that he can use it both ways basically. Or he's used spears enough, not this spear in particular. And he's like, you know what? You are mistreating artifacts of something that you probably don't understand. And this shit, and he like holds up a gun. He's like, this is dangerous. And he just like kind of jabs it into his arm. But my sweet boy doesn't jab it into his arm. He jabs it like into his chest. And he's like, oh, oh shit, that's his heart. Oh, and then like not think he pulls it out. And he's like, oh, oh, he's bleeding. Oh, he's bleeding. But like he's trying to keep his face very like steady, like oh. Jasper, glaring at you the whole time, falls to the ground. Did you say anything? Someone will pay. Um, I think like you know, uh, the Arai is like done enough fighting where like he's seen like death and like obviously he's the way of the long death, but he's never really instrumented it as much as one would think. Mm -hmm. And he's a, he's a little shocked. He's like shit. But I have an, a bonus action. Gonna go to flurry of blows. I'm just kidding. I say. What <laughs> <laughs> an OP. We, flurry of blows. Like, a dead body. Sure. No. <laughs> I just want to kill the guard. Is he still there? His he's boss there. just died. No, he's there. <laughs> he's he's like he's his like. His boss uh, just died. It's actually it's Fitz's turn, and Fitz is gonna be like. Fitz, take him out, please. Hey, can we like? Can we not do this? <laughs> and the guard is like. For Soretto! And so Fitz goes, what? Okay. Uh, and he's going to try to attack again. And let's see, does he hit? He does not. <laughs> he misses. Fitz! <laughs> Poor Fitz. He's not, he's not doing great. And so now it's the guard's turn. <laughs> You're watching this after having your victory. Um... And the guard rolls, thank goodness, a natural one. <laughs> oh my god. 
And it's my turn, right? Yeah, it's your turn, yeah. Because everyone else is dead, and I'm just like, God damn it. And yep. he just turns and shoots the gun, and he shoots it at, oh, fucking Christ. Does a 16 hit? Just barely. Thank God, okay. <laughs> uh, seven? It does not kill him. Okay, good. I have a second. I have a, and and Arai's just like ah. You know, you could use the 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 toll of the dead thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck it. You're right. I'm using toll of the dead. Kill him. And what do I have to do to do it? Do I just whisper to the gun and be like, take the sweet, sweet blood and kill this motherfucker? Yeah, you basically agree to blood, and the uh, the gun goes blood, and so. You don't shoot again, but it's as you shot the first time, you hear like mm-hmm. sound of like a very loud bell rings. Mm-hmm. Like it's a church bell goes, like it goes bong. And then um, as the gun hits, he makes a wisdom saving throw. Please fail. And it fails entirely. that. Thank you. And is going to take. I've never wanted one man's death so much. 1d8 necrotic damage. So roll that for me. Like in addition to the other damage. Oh, okay. Did I say seven? So okay. seven plus. 1d8. 7 plus 6. Okay, that'll do it, yeah. And he's just down? Yeah. And I feel really bad, because that's like a badass move, but I think poor Arai's just like, fucking finally! Or, like, Fitz, you good? Are you okay? Like, is he down? Does he need help uh, getting down? I mean, he's he seems pretty, like, cut up, but he's like, hey, uh, I think that people might start thinking that we're, like, villain, like, bad yeah, we... people now, so how are we gonna get out of this? Like, how, how full is the house? Can I, like, run out? Uh, so, like, this room is empty. <laughs> like, most everyone in the, in, the, in the house is left. But it seems like a lot of them are outside. Most of the other guards who were here have mm-hmm. been ushering people outside of the house as, like, a, you know, please, if there's something going on, get out of the building yeah. kind of a, And is there, is that the thing. main exit? Like, the main exit is the front of the house. Like... But you you remember that you saw like when you were going through when you were checking out the like the salespeople towards the back of the mm-hmm. house that there was an mm-hmm. overlook over like a back area. It was okay, walled, yeah. but there was a back area. Yeah, let's head back there. Okay. Like, come on, come on, Fitz. Uh, if you if you can limp, like lean yeah. <laughs> lean yeah, on I'm, me with my I'm multiple you. weapons. I'm, I'm behind you. Uh, okay, let's go. And uh, you head on back. You find that there is like a door that probably leads out into that area. It is locked. I'm just punching it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. Make an athletics check for me. Fuck you, 17. I yep. punched it. <laughs> punch it through. You know, you could punch it. You could shoot it. You could spear it. You have so I many ways shot. you could get. <laughs> I don't care. You get outside. Uh, you're now in this area. Um, you hear um, what sounds like a lot of shouting out on the other side. You know, it seems like everything is kind of chaotic in the central district mm-hmm. now. And you're in this kind of not like necessarily garden but there's like you know grass and trees and um mm-hmm. a wall that has been built around it to like protect it from yeah can i hop it make an athletics check athletics or acrobatics well it depends on if you're trying to like parkour it or climb it whichever one you want to do okay oh, another 17 uh yep you do that fine uh let's see how fitz does fitz buddy i will leave you <laughs> Fitz has a 16, so he manages okay. okay. Uh, so now what? We climb down, I assume. Yeah. Um, you, like, but... you're on the other side. Oh, okay, Fitz. I don't want to, like, 
It's great to see you. I don't want you to get in trouble though. Give me the sword and I'm gonna run. Just see if you can clean yourself up as best you can. Cause like, I don't want to involve you in this. I already did, but like, they're probably looking for a man with a gorgeous cape. And then he realizes that Fitz also has a cape. He's like, fuck. Are, uh, are you sure you're going to be okay though? Like, no man, I don't, I don't know this. I think I'm in over my head. Listen, if you, if you have any like troubles at all, like mm -hmm. I am part of, uh, like I'm like part of a group. And uh, we like we could probably like help you out if you need any like help later, okay? Okay. What's what's the group called, Fitzy? Yeah, it's it's called the Pinnacle. Isn't that what the motherfuckers? Are you trying to steal shit, Fitz? Like, have I taken the rapier by now, or is he still holding it? No, he gives it over. Okay. Yeah, I mean, what? Oh, have you heard of the Pinnacle before? Uh, maybe. Not sure where, but like, Arise also like just murdered multiple people, and he's like, mm, "What the fuck did I just get myself into?" Let's just say I have I've, I've heard of you, but not much. But I will I will look for you if I need help. Okay, thank um, you. Great. Good luck. Stay safe. I'm gonna go. <laughs> you see him run down the street. <laughs> I just he does. Not, he... I just did a stealth check for him. He did like not great. <laughs> He's like, I'm dying. Uh, so I'm going to run back to the, the I'm going to run to the inn. Hopefully I have enough. Uh, I mean, I'm carrying a giant. Fuck. I'm carrying like multiple weapons right Can you now. Make a, make a stealth check for me. Yeah. I was like, this, this is, yeah. this is a comedy gold. Uh, dirty 20. Okay. <laughs> yeah. For the sake of like time and for the role I just did, gold. we'll say that you managed to, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you're kind of shuffling around. You have so much stuff on your person right now, um, <laughs> as you're wandering around and, uh, you, um, do manage to, uh, find a place to be. Okay. Like, you do manage um, to, like, make your way out of the central district. Yeah. Uh, and I get to the, the inn that, uh... Sure. Yeah. You manage Jekka. to get to the, uh, the inn that Jekka mentioned. How difficult would it be for me to leave the city? If I just hopped on something and left. With your wisdom, like, I think you get the sense that the longer you stay, the more, the fast, like, you no, basically saying, have to outrun yeah. the new, the information about yeah. yourself. Yeah, I'm saying, like, if I leave and I don't check in with Jekka, how long would it take for me to leave the city? Like, you would need to figure out where you were going. You could try to find, like, someone who is heading out of town. But you would have to like do like an investigation check either way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna so Arai like pauses. He ponders that for a second. Like, how trustworthy is this right now? It's like this gun was really fucking powerful. But he goes into the the inn. Mm-hmm. Um. Please don't make me do an investigation check for Jacka. She's I'm gonna lose. And it's fine. Yeah, die. she's there. <laughs> okay. And he like goes up to her, and he's like, "What the hell did you have me in?" Hey, how'd it go? Not great, Bob. Whoa, uh, I mean, I, I had you do exactly what I asked you to do. I didn't ask you to, to steal any weapons. And there, you told me to steal the, you know what? I burned all the information. So he's never going to be making, well, he, he will never be making those, he will never be making weapons again. Do not worry your head on that one. Well, that's great. Uh, thank yeah. you so much for that. Are you okay? Yeah. Can we, can we, no, we need to, I need you to go. I need, we, we need to go now. What? Oh, wow. Now, like, like close the tab. Get my shit. We need to leave the city now. 
your wish is my commands. And uh, she, you know, goes and pays her bill and says, uh, where do you need to go? Just home. Get me, get me, just whatever. We need to leave the city. I'll figure it out if we start moving. All right, sure. Um, and she uh, starts leading you out. She's like, is this a situation where you're going to be caught? If we're in the, the wagon, I need to be in the back. Got it. Wagon time. Okay. All right. Um, she goes up to the bar and says something to the bartender there um, who nods and um, kind of opens up like the back door. And Jekka says, all right, uh, let's follow me this way. And she leads you back to like the back alley of the place. And it looks like there is um, a covered cart there. Dives in. <laughs> <laughs> He just hits the wall like, go, let's go, it's time to go. Yep. Please go. She pulls up like a pack that she had with her and hands it over and it's all of your old stuff. He like takes it along with all the multiple weapons in his yeah. hands. Uh, she says, and starts like driving as you make your way out the city. Um, mm-hmm. As you head on out, she's taking like a leisurely pla- a leisurely pace, but- uh, He's like, can you go faster? <laughs> a getaway mm-hmm. cab would probably be picked up on pretty quickly, so. Yeah, yeah. So he's like freaking out, but he's like, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Right. So she heads on and rides through uh, and she goes, well, did you get anything? What do you have there? Oh gosh. You know, I have, I, I, he had these really nice weapons um, that were on the walls and he's just kind of like rambling. He's like, I have the, the, this, this chain sword, this chain, chain spear. Uh, I got a rapier. And then, and he just like pauses and he's like, I'm not going to tell her about the gun. I don't think I should tell her about the gun. I don't know if I trust her enough to tell her about the gun. So he like puts the gun in his bag and he was like, yeah, there was just all this insane stuff in his house. Like I burned all the notes. Uh, he's dead by the way. Um, and uh, he had all these weapons up in cages. It just. <sighs> Make a deception check. 18. Continue. <laughs> what was yours, Aaron? <laughs> bad. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, so he's just like rambling. Like he saw the weapons, he saw the food. He he describes the gu- the weapons in the cages, but he never says that he got one of the right. blood weapons. Um, but he's like, yeah, no, Jasper's dead. Uh, wow, yeah. Jasper's dead. That's going yeah. to change a uh, lot. Of- That's very exciting. Okay. Yeah. Um. I uh, also I like my money. Um. As soon as we get out of the city. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Like- yeah, I have that. No problem. Just it was just it was just you know it was fine. This was fun. It was fun. I had a really cool outfit. It was just a little more stressful than I thought it would be. Oh, so you're excited to go back home? And he's just like, yeah, because a part of him's like, I don't know if I should go back home because I think he said where he's from. Oh well, the person he said where he's from is dead now. So um, if he did say it, I don't think he did though. But he's just like, yeah, um, I guess. But he's now a little worried. He's like, what am I bringing back? But for now, he's going to go back home. Okay. And uh, you ride on home. As soon as you reach the outskirts of the city, uh, Jekka turns back and goes, I am a door for my word. Here's your money. And you get the other half of the money amount that we agreed on. I think it was 150 or something. I don't know. It was an amount of money. It was a large amount of money. Oh, 137. I get 137 now. <laughs> yeah. So you get 137. Thank you for remembering that. <laughs> oh, I had it written um, down. You get 137 uh, that are like, and you can add that. A nice hefty little bag as she rides out. Kind of, mm-hmm. you know, 
peacefully, quietly whispering, like whistling to herself the whole way. So you make it back to Hasden. Yeah. And it's like, it's dark, right? Cause it was yeah. like, this event was at night. So basically you're riding through the night and into the next yeah. morning. until so yeah. you get there. And like, he has all these weapons, he has all his stuff. And he's like on the edge of town, just like, I don't know if I should go back. He's, he might turn uh, and walk in a direction that is not the direction of um, where he just was. Soretto? Yeah. What's he going to do now? I think he's going to get the fuck out of where he was. And for now, he might, he might try to lay low in another city for a little bit. Okay. Or at the very least, he's going to go camping for a night and then he's going to think about it. But he does—he just doesn't want to go home right now. Yeah. That sounds so much like an origin story to me. Right? He, he like, killed someone. My sweet boy. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Monk of the Way of the Death. Realizing right. what it's like to see death with his own eyes. And kill multiple people. <laughs> yeah. And oh. as, you know, he does finding himself in a situation more complicated than he expected for his first adventure. That's where we leave him for now. Have a good night sleeping out or sleeping in the morning outside. Am I? <laughs> Have fun with that. Oh, that was fun. That was, I can't believe you made me kill that man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what a lot of Dungeons and Dragons is. I know, but now he's dead. He had yeah. a husband and I don't know a family. Now he's dead. Yeah. I mean, oh. <laughs> yeah. Are you okay with that? Oh yeah, no. I, it's it's uh, too long to describe right now, but it's kind of like how in most video games, if you kill someone, they're dead. But like in Tales yeah. of the Abyss, when you kill someone, the character's like, "I killed someone," and you're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I did." Oh shit, he had a family. Sure. But like, I know, and like D and D, it's like, ah, oh, he you kill him, he's dead. But like, I killed I mean, him and I took his essence. <laughs> <laughs> it's a balance, right? Because there are times mm -hmm. where death is like that. And there are also times where people don't want to have death in the games. And you can make it yeah. like all the characters. You can you can call like ending blows like this is me knocking them unconscious if you want to. Mm -hmm, usually mm -hmm. in Dungeons and Dragons. But mostly the default is they hit zero yeah, hit points, yeah. they're dead. So. Yeah. Oof. Well, oh, so I think Arai is uh, my sweet boy is a little darker now. Yeah, there's like more him. to consider, more to learn. I like, I like, I like me a dark and brooding man who will just keep making fun of someone who put their hands behind their back to have them climb down a ladder. Okay, look, <laughs> I'm never getting over that. <laughs> I I want to put it in a book somewhere. Okay, sure. Yep, sounds great. I hope you do. I hope you enjoy the GM blunder. <laughs> the GM blunder of the. Uh, no, no, the no. Month. That was not yeah. a. That was not a GM blunder. That oh, was a Jasper of blunder of like. Ugh. Okay, <laughs> sure. I'll take that. Yeah, Jasper's just you know he's smart like, in some I'm things. I'm so rich. And I don't others. think about it. Yeah, he's just like hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and now he's dead. I know. So, dead. oh well. Great job, though. You lovely. did it. Thank you. I did. I'm so it. proud. Um, I didn't. Thank you. I didn't die. Yeah, he didn't. Um, he might die while going camping because your friend didn't fancy. die either. Fitz apparently it was close. <laughs> well, well, he had five hit points left. <laughs> he was really close to death. Oh, my sweet boy! He has yeah. a gun now. He has a new sword. He, he's yeah. he's got like he, five weapons right now. <laughs> he knows. It's like hmm. 
Uh, martial arts? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let me just put the sword, then punch him, and then pick the sword back up. You know, your my, yeah. your no, next level just... might be in like a fighter instead of a monk. Who knows? <laughs> so many weapons. But yeah, no, this was so much fun. Um, I can see why people do like four or five hour sessions. Yeah. Um, and they're like, ah, it's over because it goes by really quickly. <laughs> it really does. It's uh, well, great. Well, thank you for DMing or GMing my, my first solo D&D game. My pleasure. Thank you so much for playing with me um, again. And as always, um, it's a true pleasure to me here on, uh, on the uh, basically third year anniversary of Gameplay Radio, especially as we go into um, a bit of a hiatus that's right, folks. Um, <laughs> after this episode, Gameplay Radio is going on a break. It might change a lot when it comes back. It might come back in a different form. It might not come back in the same way. But uh, it's been three years of basically weekly content. <laughs> and uh, your, your humble host and GM needs a bit of a break. So... And you know what? There's, there's back episodes if you miss us, but probably Aaron more. Uh, go listen to some of the back episodes wherever you get your podcasts because uh, they're great too. But yeah, I'm so honored to be here for the third anniversary. Yeah. To D&D, have my sweet boy do a murder. Actually, multiple murders. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> there, it's been, this has been a great kind of wrap-up story. Uh, we've had so many great stories here on Gameplay Radio, and there are going to be so many more stories ahead of us here. Please, please follow us and stay tuned on Twitter and other social media to find out where we are going to be after this. I have so appreciated all of my listeners for uh, sticking around and supporting what we do here and uh, hopefully getting inspired to play a couple of games of your own. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and you will hear from us again in some way. Thank you, y'all. Yeah, thanks. And uh, for the last time for uh, a little bit anyway, <laughs> let's say thank you for listening to Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Make sure to follow us at uh, Gameplay RFB on Twitter. But you know what? If you're listening on a podcast app, why not leave us a review? Tell us about Arise Story. Tell us about your journey in listening to all these past episodes that Aaron has done such incredible content with. You should also absolutely follow us on social media so you stay tuned for what's next for us. I'm at Aaron is a bird. That's E-R-Y-N is a bird on Twitter and at Aaron K. Levine on Instagram. And I'm at CuteBookworm10 uh, on most platforms. One zero, numbers, not letters. Take care of yourselves and each other. And we will talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.